Hello, this is the Buddhism Guide podcast, and I'm Kami Yeshi Rabge. You can find more of my podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices at buddhismguide.org. If you wish, you can support future episodes of this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this podcast. This episode is called 37 Practices Part 3. And in this episode, we'll be talking about verses 8 and 9. But before I start talking about the verses, so I want to just say something about the six realms first. So in Buddhism, we have six realms of existence. There's three lower realms and three higher realms. So the three lower realms are the hell realm, the angry ghost realm, and the animal realm. The three higher realms are the humans, demigods, and gods realms. So I'll be putting a a picture of this or a link to a picture of this on the show notes for this podcast. So you can take this uh, six realms in two different ways. You can see that there are actual realms that people can go and live there. You know, if uh, because of your bad karma, you'll be born in one of these realms. Or you can actually take the realms just as uh, mental states that we go through on a daily basis. So today I'll be talking about the six realms that we will go through on a daily basis. So I'll be talking about them as mental states and not as actual realms where we're going to be reborn. So the hungry ghost realm, this is uh, about greed. So in the hungry ghost realm, they have very little mouths and they've got food, but they can't get the food into their mouth. There's just about greed. In the hell realm, it's about anger and hatred. And in the Abhidharma of uh, Buddhism, it says there are 18 different hells, nine hot realms and nine cold realms, but we don't have to worry about that. So the mental state that goes with the hell realm is to do with anger and uh, hatred. In the animal realm, the animal realm is more about uh, ignorance. The animals only know about uh, getting food, shelter, and reproducing. It's all about survival. Now, actually, we have the same sort of traits in the human realm. We also have survival. A lot of our thought patterns come from just wanting to survive. Our sense of self, our ego, stems from wanting to survive. So we, we have that as well. But in the human realm, We can plan, we can have compassion and empathy, we can understand other people's feelings. So in the animal realm, they don't have this. It's just about eating, surviving, and reproducing. So in the human realm, the mental state that goes with the human realm is to do with attachment. So this is uh, our biggest problem. In the demigod realm, it's all about jealousy. So if you look at the, the picture 
of the six realms as a tree growing from the demigod realm up into the god realm. So the roots of the tree and the trunk of the tree is in the demigod realm. But all the fruit, all the wonderful fruit from the tree is in the god realm. So the demigods are jealous of the gods. They see the gods have all the fruit from this tree and they have all the wealth and everything. So they look up to the god realm and they feel jealous. So jealousy is the mental state of the demigod realm. And of course of the god realm, it's all about pride. They're so proud that they've got everything and they don't care about anybody else because they've got all the wealth, they've got all the fruit from this uh, tree. So their mental state is pride. So on a daily basis, we go through this cycle. We can wake up in the morning and we can feel attached to people. So that's the human realm. Then later on, we feel angry. So we're in the hell realm. Then we see something we desire and we really want it. We end up in the hungry ghost realm. We can um, be ignorant about the way life is and just thinking about ourselves so we can be in the animal realm. We can look at other people and we can be jealous so we can be in the demigod realm. Or we can have pride and think, look at me, I'm better than that person. And we can be in the god realm. So these six uh, realms really are not, we shouldn't really look at them as places that we can be reborn in because of our bad karma. We should look at them as though they're places that we visit on a daily basis. And the help in this is that next time you feel a little bit of jealousy coming on, you can say to yourself, oh, look, I'm feeling a little jealous. I'm in the demigod realm. That then makes you change your mind and think, oh, I shouldn't be jealous. Or next time you have pride, you can say to, oh, I'm in the God realm. So we can look at these mental states and understand that we're going through this cycle of these six realms. So the six realms for me are just a good way of uh, focusing our mind for us to be uh, mindful of what mental state we're in. So now we have a picture for a mental state. When I'm feeling angry, I can picture the hell realm. When I'm feeling jealous, I can picture the demigod realm. So we can put a picture to the mental state we're going through. And then we can then, okay, I need to let go of that and bring ourselves back. So it's a good uh, pictorial way of looking at our mental states. You know, a lot of the time we think in pictures. So this is a great way to look at this and see the different pictures and keep them in mind. And next time you have a mental state, just put the mental state and the picture together and say, oh, oh my, now I'm in the hungry ghost realm. I should let this go. So I see the value of the six realms in that way. And not in a way that, you know, out of your bad karma, you're going to be born in one of the nine or uh, hot realms or one of the nine cold realms in the hell. It's not about that. It's about the mental states we go through on a daily basis. When we're looking at our mind, we need to be looking now. 
It's no point of worrying about what was I in my past life, what will I be in my next life. These are just images, fantasies, illusions. What we do know is the mental states that we're in now. So then that's what we should be working on. So these six realms help us look at those mental states. So then let's look at uh, verses 8 and 9. So verse 8 says, The practice of all the bodhisattvas is never to commit a harmful act, even though not to do so might put one's very life at risk. For the sage himself has taught him how negative actions will ripen into the manifold miseries of the lower realms, so difficult to endure. So it's saying that a person who's on the bodhisattva path is not going to commit harmful actions because they understand that if they commit harmful actions, it's going to bring harmful things on them. So we're talking about your actions have consequences. So if you're doing bad actions, then most definitely there's going to be bad consequences coming. Now those consequences may not come today. They may not come tomorrow. It may be next year. It may be two or three years, ten years' time. But surely, in this lifetime, if you do bad things, they will come back on you. If you kill somebody and the police can't find you, then you think, oh, I've got away with it. But every time you hear a knock on the door, you think, oh, is that the police? Have they found me? All the time, your, your mind is disturbed because you've killed somebody. So maybe you are not caught by the police, but that disturbing mind is the consequence of killing something. So whatever bad action that we're going to do, there's going to be a bad consequence. So I'm not talking about future lives, I'm not talking about karma, I'm just talking about actions and consequences. Whatever we do, there will be a consequence. So here it says that the person on a bodhisattva path will look after another person before themselves. So the point they're trying to get across here is that we shouldn't be selfish, we should be selfless. So even if it means that helping somebody is going to put you in trouble, or it's going to endanger your life, then you should do that. It's difficult. I understand that somebody's doing something and you've witnessed it and if you help them, it may be that there's a fight in the street and you have two choices. You go in and you stop the fight and you help the person who's being beaten up or you turn away and walk away. If you go in to the fight and try to save the person, you might be injured. If you turn around and walk away, and try to ignore it, that other person is going to be badly injured. So it says that somebody on the Buddhisattva path would definitely go in, no matter what. He knows that there will be a danger, but he cannot see this person suffer. So out of compassion and out of selflessness, he will go into the fight and try to stop the fight to save this person. What would you do? It's a difficult one, isn't it? So it's all about compassion. It's about having compassion for other people and not putting ourselves first, putting other people first. Of course, there's a counter-argument to that, that if you go in 
and then you end up injured and you can't work and you have family and mortgage and children and responsibilities, then how are you going to face those responsibilities? So, you know, this is uh, something we have to weigh up in our mind, ourselves, that what is the, the best thing for me? What is the most appropriate thing for me to do in this instant? I mean, it's not for me to tell you, you should always go in or that you should always turn your back and walk away. It's what's appropriate for you at that very moment. Text here is saying that if you're on the Bodhisattva path, you would, out of selflessness, out of compassion for other people, you would go in and try to stop the fight to help that person. The decision in the end is going to be yours. But when you're on a Bodhisattva path, that is the amount of compassion that we need. So the amount of compassion that we have on a Bodhisattva path is huge. And so that's what this verse is saying. And verse 9, the practice of all the Bodhisattvas is to strive towards the goal, which is the supreme state of changeless, everlasting liberation. Since all the happiness of the three realms lasts but a moment and then is quickly gone, just like dewdrops on the blades of grass. So here it's talking about the state of changeless, everlasting liberation. So it's talking about awakening. Awakening is that stage of changeless liberation. If we want freedom, where are we going to get it? Are we going to get it outside? Are we going to get it freedom from governments, freedom from people? Freedom actually is in the mind. The only true freedom that we can get is freedom from our thoughts, from our emotions, freedom from not seeing the world as it actually is. So the path that we're on is the path towards awakening. So liberation, freedom, the changeless state, means the awakened mind. And then it says that happiness in the three realms lasts but a moment and then is gone very quickly. So the three realms he's talking about there is the upper three realms, the humans, the demigods and the god realms. Even though we're in the human realm, even if we live to be a hundred, we're going to die. It's a short period of time. If you're a demigod, you're going to live a short amount of time. If even if you're a god and you're in the pleasure realm and everything is wonderful, you still have to die. You'll still only live a short time. What we're saying here is that whatever happiness we have, whatever happiness we're striving for, for in this life, is very, very short-lived. So for me, the, the point of life is not to strive for happiness because happiness is going to change. Happiness is just a, a very short-lived thing. So what we should be striving for is peace, peace of mind, to have a peaceful, calm mind. If our mind is calm and peaceful, it means that we understand the way of the world. It means we're heading towards being awakened. If our mind is happy, it doesn't mean anything. It just means at the moment I'm happy. It won't last. 
All the things that made us laugh yesterday are not making us laugh today. We're not laughing now. Later on in the day, we'll laugh, we'll be happy. But happiness is not the thing, not, it shouldn't be our goal in life. It shouldn't be something that we're heading towards. I want to be the happiest person. Because it can't last. Okay, now today I am the happiest person. Tomorrow something happens and now I'm not the happiest person. So it's not the goal to, to aim for. Once your mind is at peace, once you have a peaceful, calm, stable mind, and it doesn't matter what the world throws at you, it doesn't matter what people do to you or say to you, if your mind is calm and peaceful, then you'll be able to respond in a calm and peaceful way. So when you're happy, and you're laughing and you're having great fun, and somebody comes along and then does something to you, that happiness is gone in an instant, and now you're angry. But if you have a peaceful mind and somebody comes along and does something, because your mind is calm and peaceful, you'll be able to respond. So that peace will stay there, but it won't stay there for happiness. So happiness is not a goal that we should be aiming for, because that goal is just changing moment by moment. The goal is to have a peaceful mind. The real end goal is to have an awakened mind, to see things, to see the world as they actually are. But before we can get there, our mind has to be peaceful. There is nobody who's ever reached an awakened mind with an unpeaceful mind, because they don't go together. If your mind is not at peace, it's agitated, it's angry, it's full of hate, then how are you going to awaken? You can't. So our goal should be to have a peaceful mind. And the way to get that goal is to do meditation, mindfulness and reflection practices. That's the way that you're going to get a peaceful mind. And from a peaceful mind, you get an open mind. And when your mind is open, it's clear you can start to see things as they actually are. And once you see things as they actually are, you start moving down the path towards awakening. That is our goal. That's what we should be aiming for. So see these six realms as just states that we're going through on a daily basis, just mental states that we go through. Anger, attachment, hatred, desire, ignorance, all these things we go through our mind on a daily basis. And use these pictures as a way of reminding yourself, look, this is where I am now. I'm now in the hell realm, I'm in the hunger ghost realm. And use that then to help you to get away from that mental state and bring yourself back to a more peaceful mind. This is the end of this podcast. But don't forget, you can find more of my podcasts at buddhismguide.org. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next time, bye.